Hey everyone, it's the Pop Culture Workshop. We're back for another episode. I'm Kevin Hart. I'm Mike Winmacher. And a uh, lot has transpired since our last episode. Yes, lots and lots Many and lots. a film festival, including the Toronto International Film Festival, and D23 happened, and as a Disney file myself, there was a lot to unpack. That We could actually do a four-hour symposium we on could. just the Marvel part of D23. God, Not yeah. to mention all the Disney animation, the Pixar. I know you have thoughts on the Disney animation. Yeah. I know, I know there's some certain ones there <laughs> that you have some thoughts on. Yeah. But live action Disney stuff, Star Wars as well. We will we'll hit some highlights uh, throughout the course of this pop culture workshop. But we'll start with the Toronto International Film Festival. Uh, I got a chance to talk with Eric Davis, who is there. Uh, Eric Davis, manager of Fandango.com. Here is interviews in the entirety yeah. on Let's Talk Arts and Entertainment on WMAY, Saturday mornings at 8 a.m. Mm-hmm. Shameless plug. Of course. Uh, but the biggest one to come out of Toronto International Film Festival was Steven Spielberg's latest, yeah. The Fablements. And apparently this is almost semi-autobiographical for Steven Spielberg. He did say not his last movie, though. Okay. Because a lot of folks were wondering about it because of the subject matter. It's a coming-of-age movie about a guy finding his love of film while his parents are going through a divorce. And semi-autobiographical. From what Eric Davis said, it, when you watch this movie, it's a Spielberg movie, right? Yeah. So you know it's going to be well shot and everything else. He said the biggest thing is it adds context and depth to Spielberg's other movies that he's done to see just how much his parents' divorce affected him throughout his filmmaking, mm-hmm. which I thought was very interesting to, to, to hear and to see. Yeah, because, you know, you think about it, because he did E.T. Mm-hmm. Um, the parents going through troubles, and I haven't seen E.T. since I was, like, five, but, like, the parents go through troubles in that one. I just yeah. remember there's, like, there was like some family drama at the beginning before E.T. comes in. Yeah, and you, you, you kind of see that, and so it'll be interesting when you see the Fablemans to then get a different perspective on other Spielberg films going forward. Yeah. So that that was a big one. Also, the big thing at the Toronto International Film Festival was Brendan Fraser yeah. won, winning the Best Actor Award there for The Whale, uh, Darren Aronofsky the movie. The comeback of comebacks. And from what Eric Davis said, it's a very uncomfortable film, which you expect from Aronofsky. I've heard the the plot synopsis of it, and it's probably pretty tough, is what it's it a, sounds it's, like. It's a, it's a week in the life of Brendan Fraser playing this 600-pound, morbidly obese gentleman who can't really move, can't really do anything. It's based on a play, so you you're, you have really four major characters. You have Frasier, Sadie Sink from Stranger Things, plays his like, estranged daughter. Uh, his ex-wife is in there. You also have his helper and a missionary who comes to the door who thinks they can save him through the Lord. Mm. Uh, so from what Eric Davis said, the reason why is just... It, Aronofsky is one of those rare directors where makes you just feel ick if, 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 if I can say he, that correct you know like Black no, Swan and these other yeah. ones like you emotionally yeah. like you physically feel ick yeah, he sometimes did, he did Mother which was a really like bizarre movie yeah, yeah. He, he does those movies that uh, you know get a real visceral response from you and I, I think it's good to have those I mean I know a lot of people have different tastes and I certainly enjoy my more 
you know, upbeat sort yes. of mindless uh, things. But I also do like uh, movies that make you think and might be a little uncomfortable because those uh, often can be some uh, very powerful movies and have some truth within them. The opposite end of the spectrum of that, uh, they also debuted the Weird Al <laughs> bi- quote-unquote biopic with Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah. It was a midnight movie there, Toronto International Film Festival. And in true Weird Al for, uh, form, it's a parody of biopics. Oh, oh absolutely. I, so uh, there's like the, there's a long-running joke of a long-running romantic relationship between Weird Al and Madonna. At one point, he's an action star. It's just, it's ridiculous in all the right ways, according to Eric Davis. Which is good. It's going to be on the Roku channel. That's good. Oh, I love Roku. Isn't that great? Yes, it <laughs> but is. But I, it, you know, it's... It's funny because I was talking about this with somebody the other day uh, about how in the past five years alone, the amount of biopics we've had that have been by the numbers, even if they've been good, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody and Rocket Man, you can draw parallel lines between those two movies uh, with their plot points and Mm -hmm. how everything ends up. And, uh, you know, you know, Dewey Cox kind of. You know, did a parody <laughs> of, hard, yeah. of what, but still, I mean, everybody does biopics like that. So it, it's good for a Weird Al story to sort of do what he does, what he made him famous in his songs, and just take cracks at these. That's that's wonderful. That's really funny. So we moved from the Toronto International Film Festival, and there was other ones. I think Mendez's new movie was shown. Uh, Babylon trailer dropped, which looks mm. nuts. Yeah, absolutely bonkers. Uh, but we then moved to D23, um, and there was so much going on. I will start with Marvel, and then I will let you say your piece because you have some thoughts on live action and also some of the other animated movies right. that, they're, that they're going to be releasing, both Pixar and through Disney Animation. The Marvel panel for me, it was a lot of stuff that we kind of already knew was coming. Uh, we got new footage of Wakanda Forever, which I'm very interested in. That'll come out yeah. in November. Uh, we got more talk about Loki Season 2, uh, Ironheart, Echo, a lot of the Disney Plus stuff. The big revelation for me was uh, the Thunderbolts. We got the entire Thunderbolt cast and no Deadpool, mm. which I was – in my mind, I almost would have bet the farm – that the anti-hero group of the Thunderbolts is where we see Deadpool make his first Marvel Cinematic Universe appearance, but still Bupkis on on Deadpool. Mm-hmm. And I kind of understand maybe not D23 because it's going to be R-rated and it's Marvel's first R-rated foray. I still would like to at least see a teaser of that. Uh, we also got a little bit of the Marvels um, as well, the Marvel team-up. Uh, the Thunderbolts... I was interested in they're bringing back David Arbor as Red Guardian, which I loved him in yeah. Black Widow. Uh, Black Widow's sister is going to be in it. Taskmaster, uh, Ghost from the Ant-Man and the Wasp is in there. Uh, agent, U.S. Agent, which is the Captain America, Wyatt Russell's character. Um, Sebastian Stan, Winter Soldier, is going to be in the Thunderbolts as yeah. well. So pretty diverse and interesting cast. Uh, and I'm, it's good to see a team. Right, come back because we don't have the Avengers anymore. But it's good to see a team come back, and and those are some of the big takeaways from the Marvel panel from D twenty three. If I missed anything, there was so much to go through. I apologize. Oh, uh, there, there was so much to sift through there. Yeah, they they laid out basically uh, as they tend to their entire plan for the right. next couple of years. Yeah. Before we leave Marvel, and I let you get to kind of your thoughts on some of the D twenty three stuff and the animated wise, I will say She Hulk, Attorney at Law. If you're not watching it, 
you're missing out. I, I am it missing is. out. I, I, you show me some clips of it, and I've heard nothing but how funny it is. And it is so decidedly. De- oh, by the way, before I continue on with that, I will be flamed in the comments area if I don't mention the other big announcement from D23 Marvel was that Matt Shankman, who directed WandaVision, will be directing the new Fantastic Four. Mm. So, got to get that out there before everyone's like, but what about this big news? Okay, so we got that covered. But She-Hulk Attorney at Law is funny. Like, it is irreverent. It is way better than I ever expected. And it brought in the first drunk person into the Marvel Universe. Well, I take that back. I don't know. Because you, you had Thor was a little drunk at times. But the character of Madison, who calls Wong, the Sorcerer Supreme, Wongers. Yeah. If you've not seen, if you've not, I don't want to spoil more than that, but if you've not seen episode four of She-Hulk Attorney at Law, do yourself a favor, watch the series. They're only a half hour at a time, 30, 35 minutes, or an easy watch. Get through it. And... People are wanting a Madison and Wongers, like, Disney Plus offshoot show. And I'm here for it. Like a sitcom. Yes, I am here for it. Even more. I am here for it. So definitely can't recommend She-Hulk Attorney at Law enough. Yeah, good. Well, I I need to catch up on it then. You do. You do. Uh, So D23, you had some thoughts about some of the – now, live action, it seems everyone – and I've not watched it yet – but it seems like everyone has had high praise for the Little Mermaid trailer. Most people have. Um, Halle Bailey, who is playing Ariel, uh, sings uh, part of the I Want, part of the somewhere that's green from Little Shop of Horrors, but you know, somewhere somewhere that's wet, as Alan Menken once called it, the um, <laughs> part of your world. Uh, and does a great job singing it. And, you know, there's... Since she's black, there's, of course, all sorts of backlash online from the usual suspects. But this is what I got to say about these, like, live-action Disney remakes. Um, this Their Disney lineup is, like, damn near every single one of them is either a prequel or a remake. And I know they got to do that to keep the rights. But... <sighs> I mean, I, 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 I read a review and, and listened to a review of the new Pinocchio movie, and they're like, this is the exact same movie, but they took out the beer and the cigarettes, and it's like part of its live action. I have not watched it yet. That that dropped as part of Disney Plus uh, Day last week, the new Pinocchio. Yeah. And we, we discussed in a previous episode of Pop Culture, Work, Pop Culture Workshop of a Zemeckis and Tom Hanks movie not going to theaters at all, going straight to a streaming service is an interesting choice. Yeah. It, and, and it seems like that's why. Like, it hasn't really gotten high regard, No, because there isn't really... It doesn't sound like there's really much to it other than a remake of Pinocchio, which... People will like. I've heard people say, "Oh, it's you know, it's fine, whatever." I yeah. haven't heard, and I and I feel that way. It'll be interesting to see where they take. Like, I've for a majority of the live action remakes, I guess part of it because I wasn't as tied while it was in my wheelhouse and of my generation. I wasn't as big a Disney fan back then. Like, I wasn't a fan. Of, like, I, Aladdin didn't mean much to me. Beauty and the Beast. Like, those aren't films I watched. Yeah. When because I I was just I was too old as a boy. That wasn't what I watch. So watching them now in the live action, I have a sense of a point of reference because my wife is, you know, I've watched them with her and stuff. And they're fine movies, the originals, but they're not as sacred to me. So it it is not much of a front 
to me to remake to have these live remakes and for the most part i think they did a fine job i, I enjoyed aladdin um i thought aladdin, that was fine aladdin and jungle book are probably the two ones that are like good and aladdin's only kind of okay-ish i mean aladdin's the one with beauty I grew and the up beast with. i didn't have a problem with beauty and the beast is kind of bad that's See, just i didn't opinion. have a problem with it I, i'm not as like I, I i say that as in i know there was a lot of effort that went into it i always when i when i bring up these big studio movies that cost millions and millions of dollars Obviously, I can't do CGI, and I can't make a million-dollar movie. But when you take these animated characters, and I had this discussion with the Lion King remake. Lion King came out the year I was born. So that is like my generation. We love that movie. And the Lion King remake is a shot-for-shot remake, except it's CGI sort of live-action. Yeah. But it's li- but the animals going to get more of it. Animals don't have any. Exp- I know they're going to be a Mufasa movie, yeah. and the animals have no expression except their you know regular face. But y- you look at videos of animals in the wild, and they have expressions when right. stuff yeah. happens. And so it's just. I, I'm not a fan of it, and I know, I know it's the safe, easy thing to make money for Disney to do all this. But they could do so much more. I mean, look at look at the Princess and the Frog, which they made. I don't know, eleven something years yeah, ago. Yeah, very which, a great film. A great film. One. one of their one of their better Disney princess films. They're even finally getting rid of um, Song of the South, Splash Mountain. To yeah, it's going to be rethemed to yeah. Tiana, Tiana's Bayou Adventure. Yeah, which makes more sense on a log flume. And I think yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I I think uh, you know Moana has done well. Yeah, I was surprised at D twenty three we didn't get a Frozen three um, announcement. I don't know where they further that story, but they put all of those cast members into the Disney Legends. Yeah, uh, but they are going to be have a Mufasa prequel as far as their animated goes. Yeah. Strange World looks interesting. That's a, that's an original. They have a couple original Pixar movies coming out as well. They also have an original Wish, which is going to be the origin story of the Wishing Star. That goes over the logo. Yeah, the yeah. So that's going to be one of the ones. Uh, interesting to see what they do with that. I heard. Um, I mean, I just saw a tweet that was like, they they just want to have um, copyright intellectual property <laughs> over the logo. That's all they, they kind of already for. do. Which um, I mean, yeah, they do. And but like, uh, the other one is Inside Out Two. Yeah, and, and and that's one that's not universally loved by Pixar fans. I enjoyed Inside, Inside Out. Inside Out was good. I, um, I think it was. And now it's yeah. going to be a teenage Riley, and so there's going to be new emotions brought mm, in. Yeah. So I'm I, I'm interested to see where that goes. To be quite honest with there's you, a lot they could do with that. Yeah, I mean, and that's, yeah. <laughs> and also at D23, we got Lucas Films. Yep. And so we have Andor coming out next week. So we'll give oh, you Oh yeah, that is that is next week. Yeah, yeah, we'll give you more of our thoughts about that when we actually see it. The Mandalorian season 3 trailer Mando drop. 3 baby. Man, I am telling you what. Um <laughs> when I was talking to Eric Davis, someone from Fandango asked Pedro Pascal um about ending the Mandalorian series with a movie. And he's down and I think that is the perfect way to assimilate that property in even more into the Star Wars lore with a one-off you know, to end to end everything. One-off Mandalorian, a Star Wars story yes. in theaters. Yep. Yeah. I, I, and I think the fans would love that. I think the fans that have been with it since the beginning are maybe, I don't want to say owed that, but I think that would be a perfect way for all of us who enjoy the Mandalorian and what Favreau has done with the character and with the storytelling and reviving Lucasfilm with it 
we all could have that shared experience in a theater, kind of watching Mando go off in the sunset. Right? And it, it would be great because in terms of the Star Wars properties, uh, Kenobi obviously had some, you know, nostalgia for yeah. for people who... I, I don't know how many people love the prequels and everything, but, you know, it was cool to see... Hayden Christensen get his due and have some have some actual good dialogue and fight scenes uh, and you know people had their opinion I thought Rogue One was pretty good Solo was decent but it seems like Mandalorian and you know, even the, the Boba Fett series was fine but it seems like the Mandalorian is the most universally like yes. loved Star Wars property among Currently, fans yeah. even even in the Boba Fett series there was an episode and a half that was just of the Mandalorian and it was, it was like best. that was the best episode in Boba Fett <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. So it is a beloved character. Um, so that was really cool to see. The other thing I'm interested in, and it, it, it's a very niche thing, and I'll be interested to see how it plays out. I will be watching it. I don't know how many other people will be. The Willow series that is coming to Disney Plus okay. from Lucasfilms. Willow is such a niche movie, such a good movie, though, from George Lucas with, uh, you know, Warwick Davis as Willow, and you had Val Kilmer as Mad Mardigan. It was a fantasy fantasy movie. It was very much set in the same kind of realm that you would see Lord of the Rings and Game of Thrones. It had that kind of vibe to it, right? That that kind of fantasy um, with elves and, you know, all this other stuff and magicians and and I really enjoyed the movie. The movie was great. Growing up, I was like, oh, my God. I, you know, Mad Mardigan, Val Kimmer was hilarious. The whole story of Alora Dannon and everything else. But it kind of went away. Like, I, I don't know if anyone was pounding down the door of, I wanted to see how they're going to further the Willow series. And watching the trailer, it's like, it's tongue-in-cheek in that Willow, the character himself, has gone away. Even though he saved the, you know, whatever realm they're in. He's still kind of just doing his thing, and all of a sudden, there's a renewed interest by a younger group of people because a new evil has awakened, and they need Willow again. So I will be interested to see. I mean, it's been a fall of fantasy. Obviously, Game of Thrones is doing quite well for itself. The Lord of the Rings show on Amazon Prime is doing pretty decent from what I understand. Uh, So can a third property come in, and can that third property be a property that has been out of the limelight for so long? I don't know. I don't know. I'm interested to watch it, but I don't know how successful it's going to be. Well, if it's been out of the limelight for so long, as you said, and it comes back and people who aren't as familiar with it, I know of the movie now that you described it to me, but I don't think I've ever watched it. Um, it might be this original thing that people can, that will, will, to them will be original and new. True. So that would be cool to see. And speaking of, you know, fantasy... It's not in the fall, but Avatar 2 is finally coming up as well. Yeah, that'll be coming up in December. Yes. So we will we'll be seeing that. And I just saw, you know, after D23, Disney kind of spread it all out of, like, all their different movies under the – they have so many different – under Searchlight, under Fox, under, yeah. you know, Disney, under Disney Animation, under Pixar, under Lucasfilm, under Marvel. Um, but I – and, and now with Avatar, I did see that – so the so Avatar 2 comes out this December, and – the Avatar 5 will be coming out in 2028. So you're going to be getting a lot of Avatar over the next five years. Yeah. You're going to get two, three, four, and five. James between Cameron's. Between now and 2028. Making up for that. You know, I, I read some. And I've never seen the original one. It's I heard, pretty good. I, 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 
it the the thing is it people got, call it fern gully it, in space. well it got a lot of well that's the thing and i, I watched a really good video recently on because i haven't seen it in a long time and i want to rewatch it the thing is there are so many movies that have the plot line that avatar does and it's it's not that it just rips off the of stuff it it it, it <laughs> I, I think the movie has aged better than a lot of people probably want to admit. I think it was it was so successful when it first oh, came God, out. Oh, God, yeah. Visually there was, stunning. There was a lot of... When something is that successful, you have people who want to be like, well, this sucks. I didn't like yeah, it. Yeah, there's the contrarians. I, and I, I, and I that was that. a bit... And, it, and it, I was in high school when it came out, so there was a big, you know, well, shh, this movie isn't that good. It's just Dances with Wolves. But... I think it's pretty cool. Uh, just rewatching some clips of it, and I do want to uh, go back to yeah. it and watch it. But it, did I read something that James Cameron is making like three or four of them at the same time yeah. so that they can yes. release them out? Yeah, yeah, that's that's smart. That's what yeah. they did with Back to the Future. Yep, two and three, which I think they were going to make that just one sequel, but then it was too long. But you know that that's how yeah. that goes. So we'll see what happens. That's that's another thing that came out of D23. So a lot we covered here, Kev. A lot yeah. we covered here in Pop Scratch Culture Scratch the surface, honestly. Yeah, exactly. And we have a lot more movies coming up. We have, you know, Halloween seasons coming up upon us. So we'll have Halloween Ends. That's going to come out yeah. uh, October 14th in theaters and on Peacock, which okay. I thought was interesting. Hocus Pocus 2? Yeah, that comes out at the end of the month. My yeah. wife is having a party. Oh, yeah. Uh, a double feature. Uh, so we'll have that to discuss. So a lot, a lot still in the pipeline. It, it, always ever-changing in the world of yes. entertainment. And that's the uh, kind of updates and discussion you get on uh, the Pop Culture Workshop.